Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Big news today from the All Whites is that they're going to be playing two games against China in March, the 23rd and the 26th. Problem being, they don't have a head coach just yet. Uh, Darren Baisley's been named interim coach for these two games. Uh, the press release said that the guy that they were talking to basically had uh, some family issues that he needed to resolve before they could go ahead with the appointment. Now, uh, that made me think, okay, there is definitely somebody. And then just before we came on air tonight, uh, it was leaked out by Andrew Vorman from stuff.co.nz and Andrew Gordy at News Hub. Uh, you have to be named Andrew to be in with the and, and, and get the skinny, apparently, uh, that it's going to be John Herdman, the former football Ferns coach who just recently took the Canadian men to the Qatar World Cup. And I thought, who better to talk to than our most storied football Fern, uh, a woman who played under John Herdman in her time uh, with the Fern on her chest, and that is Maya Jackman, and she joins us now. G'day, Maya, how are you? Hey Ricardo, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Uh, that's a that's a bit of a, uh, a a bolt for me out of the blue in terms of people were talking Des Buckingham, Ufuk Tale, uh, etc. But uh, I hadn't heard John Herdman's name. I thought he might have been out of the uh, the realms of possibility for New Zealand football, given what he's just done with the Canadians. Yeah, it was definitely a bolt out of the blue for me. Um, you know, because he the resources that Canada have, you know far and beyond what we have um, and, and a big reason why he left um, back in, in um, 2011 or just after the World Cup yeah. from us so um, so yeah it, it, it is a it's an interesting one. It is an interesting one. Now I have just messaged uh, somebody in Canada who actually saw me talking about this online and uh, put it out there that I was going to be talking to you to his Canadian followers, asking what the story is with John Herdman because I don't see I don't remember seeing any news that he had been sacked or that his contract was up with the Canadians. So uh, uh, yeah, it is a. I mean, if Andrew Prenell gets this over the line, that's a big feather in his cap, isn't it? With a guy of John Herdman's pedigree, especially with the Canadians hosting the next men's World Cup. Yeah, it's interesting, eh? Like, there's so many um, reasons why he wouldn't come. Mm. Um, except that his son does play for the under 19s national team, I think. Um, Jay. New Zealand, sorry. New Zealand national team. Um, he was born in New Zealand, and his, both his kids were born in New Zealand, so maybe that's a, a draw card for him. I don't know. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it's, I, you know what? You'll have, like, indifferent people. You'll have happy people. You'll be, have not-so-happy people. It's just, you know, that's what humans are, mm. um, if, he, if he gets it. so yeah, It's going to be an interesting one. I mean, you played under John Herman. What's he like as a coach? Oh, look, when he, he first came in 2006 um, and sort of segued in um, after Alan Jones um, uh, was the coach at that point. And um, he came in with some really cool new um, ways that, you know, of coaching that, that hadn't really been seen before, I think. He was a, he's a real visionary um, and he has visions and he, uh, he can... He can sell ice to Eskimos, so he got he got a real good um, buy-in from us players as to where he wanted to go. And 
um, you know, we were all very enamored by him um, in the early in the early years, and then um, and yeah, but I think you know sometimes a coach can only go so far with a group of players that have been there for so long, and um, maybe he wasn't getting the results that he was looking for anymore, and then he had this opportunity in Canada, um, which ended up being you know he he turned things around for 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 the Canadian women. Um, he had his his protege of um, Bev Bev Pressman, who's gone on to do, obviously win the gold the gold medal for Canada as well. So he's obviously done a lot of great things, and he does he does you know I, I feel like he changed the landscape for um, women's football in New Zealand. He took it from um, you know an ad hoc amateur kind of outfit to a, a more professional looking, although we weren't paid, but more professional looking. Um, uh, sort of program that we had put together where we were all, we were all together in a concentrated group for a long period of time and that's something that had never done been done before and so he changed, he changed a lot of uh, things for the better for sure. Yeah I mean and in no way do I want to denigrate uh, Alan Jones as a coach but he was very much an old school English coach right so how was how much was it different in terms of I guess uh, process, outlook, um, the way he dealt with players, all of that stuff um, between switching from Alan Jones's tenure to to John Herdman's. Yeah, I mean they actually they coached together for a period, um, and that was actually a really good kind of combination, I guess. So you've got some really good um, experience in the mix, and then you've got this young guy that really wants to to drive the game forward. So. And I and I I know John learnt a lot from the likes of Alan Jones, Tom Samani, um, uh, lots of you know experienced old older school coaches, but then brought a flavour of new school and and his his processes of um, just putting a program together and then building on that and then not wanting to just turn up to a World Cup but be credible. Um, so he had all these his things in places and. Was a, a, he made sure that the players were, were were very much involved in a lot of the things that he was doing. Um, he created the leadership group that you still see around a little bit today um, that we had, you know, you never had before. And um, yeah, it was it was a play player centric sort of environment for a, for a, for a long time. Um, yeah. 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 So it sounds like you know maybe the big thing that he changed was was like the culture around the group. Would that be fair? Yeah. Yeah. He um, he really drove the culture um, and used the players really well in driving the culture. So obviously he knows he can't do it mm. on his own um, and made sure that we drove that. But you know he was the bigger bigger driver of that. Um, and I guess. He knew that maybe that could be like fitness was going to be our point of difference in our culture, um, because at that point we weren't the most technical team in the world, so um, we had to have a point of difference in those two areas. So we focused really hard on those, and it was a it was a brilliant culture for a long time. Yeah, I guess being a national team coach, it's it, it's a uh, it's a lot different from being a club coach. You're not working with players day in day out, right? So did he just did he make you better players, do you think? Or did he just make you think you were better players? <laughs> um, well, he, he was... Um, at that time, we we were playing... We were training more for New Zealand than we were for our clubs. And we were all in the same country for a long period of time. And, and it was probably around 
I don't know, 2010, 11, where girls started to get contracts a lot more offshore. So he had the um, luxury of having us all here in New Zealand and working with us four or five times a week. Um, so we were, yeah, we were gelled together for a lot and he had a lot of contact with us, which doesn't happen now. So it's very hard for, for national team coaches to be able to have that much contact. Um, and so it made us better players because we were, you know, in an environment where we were getting pushed more. Um, we had better, you yeah, obviously better resources than a club would. Um, and we had, you know, uh, fitness trainers, all that kind of stuff all together. We were all just in one place a lot of the time. So um, it would have been a dream for a coach. It's a, it's a dream coach's situation, which doesn't really exist anymore. No, no, no. That's uh, it's, It sounds like it was a wonderful environment, a wonderful thing to be to be a part of. Um, I mean, we've had Anthony Hudson, who's now the, funnily enough, the interim manager of the United States men's national team. We've had Danny Hay, of course, who who played at the highest level uh, as well, um, and now potentially John Herbin. Do you, do you see a correlation? Is uh, or are those guys? Do you think all quite different? Oh, I'd say they're. I actually, I, I mean, because I don't know um, Anthony or Danny from a coaching perspective, so I can't speak to their to how they they coach. Um, but I th I'd say they're very different, um, just just by what I've read and seen. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not sure there's a there's a correlation that they're looking for, but you know maybe trying to get. Um, we well, yeah, obviously always trying to look for the best. Um, uh, so so yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm 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 just as shocked as everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well I mean, if this I, comes... I never I never thought I'd see that guy back in New Zealand. <laughs> no, 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 neither did I, mate. Especially not after watching him on the sidelines in Qatar. I thought, you know, either you stay where you are um, with a with a, you know another World Cup in four years uh, on your doorstep, or you get you know you get pilfered by by a big club somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, yeah not. Um, it'd be, I'd, you know, if it actually happens, I'd love to know what his motivations are and 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 how it all pans out. So yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be interesting. Actually, it'd be an interesting chat to find out why uh, and and how yeah. and everything. And and like I said, kudos to Andrew Pradmore if he manages to pull this off. Uh, I think it'd be uh, be be a massive coup for New Zealand football. Hey, just uh, well, we've got you, Maya. I mean, we've just had the uh, the US here for playing the Ferns and and coming up. Um, Later on this month, the Ferns are going to play another three games against the Portuguese and the Argentinians. Uh, and it's kind of hard to figure out where the Ferns are when you, you know, you're putting them up against the US team like that, uh, the, the world champions back-to-back. -back. But where do you think that they are? Do you, do you think they're on the right track ahead of the World Cup? Yeah, I think um, I mean, that, that was a tough couple of games for, for everyone to sort of... Um, get their heads around because it was outside of the FIFA window and having to use the younger, you know, less experienced players and who I think did a really great job um, and, and definitely put up, some of them put their hands up for sure for selection, come closer to the World Cup. Um, but it, it is hard to gauge with those types of games and, and the players where, where they're at. But I think this February tournament will be probably where we'll, we will know where they're they're at um, moving forward you'll have all your players back again and um, they'll be together for a, a longer period of time and really be able to um, uh, you know come together as a team and, and 
and be more cohesive, I think. And then I think after that, there's a couple more games and then they're in, in camp for a longer period of time. So um, playing these games coming up will be a real a real challenge for them. But um, but I think that's the tournament that we'll see where they're at. Um, but I, I, I absolutely feel like they're on the right track. They have to be. Yeah, <laughs> they have to be. They have to be. <laughs> they have to be. Um, yeah, and they're they're working hard on um, on the culture and stuff like that because you know it's it's always a changing beast. So that's got to be something that that they look into and and um, make sure that's flowing well as, as well. But it's a it's a great bunch of girls and a great um, bunch of uh, you know coaching and the environment. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's not much time left, but yeah, it'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see how they go in these next few games for sure. Yeah, it will be. Uh, were you surprised that Anna Green decided to pull the pin this close to a World Cup after she's just been involved in two games? Yeah, um, not it's kind of and not at the same time. She's had a really um, up and down career, um, and you know, and when I say that, it's like round selection or injury or and it's. Um, you, you know, when you've been involved since you're 16, um, you know, up until, I don't know, she's 30-ish. <laughs> so I'm, I can't believe they're that old anymore, actually, to be honest. <laughs> um, when they tell me how old they are, I'm like, that means I'm getting older. Yeah, hang on, um, stop that. Yeah, hang on, I'm 50 then, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I'm not surprised because I think it's been a bit of hard yakka for her. Um, and in, in, in periods where she probably, you know, just found it too hard. And this close to a World Cup, maybe she's seen the writing on the wall that we haven't, or maybe she already decided before she was called in um, for these two games that she was ready, and maybe she was going to do it anyway. So I'm not surprised, but I would have loved to have seen her at the World Cup. Um, I think she brings a lot to an environment, and she's a out-and-out lefty, so you need those ones. But... um. Um, yeah, she's had. A, she's had. A, I mean, we all have tough journeys, but I feel like she's had a real tough one mm, <laughs> along yeah. the way. So maybe she just wants to focus on other things now. Yeah, yeah, no, and fair enough too. Fair enough too. Good stuff, Maya. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming on uh, last minute. Really appreciate it uh, and giving us some sort of insight into into John Herdman eh, and what he achieved. He sort of you know took uh, the football ferns set up as you said from quite an amateur sort of organisation to. Um, getting your face all over Ford Focus commercials. So, I mean, he's done a pretty good job, hasn't he? <laughs> hey, I did that. I did that. <laughs> no, no. He's a, he, was, he was just the cog to ignite a lot of things for different people. So, yeah. No, so he's done some good stuff yeah. along the way. Oh, that's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. And, and once again, thank you for your time and uh, your drive safe in your, in your brand-new Ford Focus. Mini Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> like 1972. Quality. Quality. I will. Thanks, Dakota. No worries, Maya. Thanks very much. Uh, Maya Jackman there with us. Uh, one of the uh, most storied football ferns around. In fact, uh, you know, the Kate Shepherd Cup player of the tournament or player of the of the final is named after her as well, which gives you an idea of uh, just how important she is to the women's game in New Zealand.